Oscar season has a officially, officially, officially begun. Yes. Uh, National Board of Review. Yes, I always uh, planned. They, <laughs> they awarded their best their best film to Green Book. Uh, uh, their be- uh, their best director to Bradley Cooper, oh. best actor to Viggo Mortensen. No. <laughs> best actress to uh, best actress to Lady Gaga. Yay. Best supporting actor Sam Elliott, which pleased me. Yay. I, th- yeah. I think that I think that's one of those awards that uh, there's general uh, such goodwill towards Sam Elliott generally. Yes. Like, uh, so I think I, that'll play into his win too. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll take the Oscar. Best supporting actress. Uh, we have a, a new frontrunner in this category. Uh, Regina King from If Beale Street Could Talk. Best original screenplay. Paul Schrader. Yay! Yay! Could be his first, not only Oscar win but Oscar nomination. Yes. Just crazy. <laughs> Best Adapted Screenplay, Barry Jenkins, if Beale Street could talk. Best Animated Feature, Incredibles 2. Breakthrough Performance is from a f- the film Leave No Trace, Thomas and McKenzie. Best Directorial Debut, Bo, Bo Berman from 8th Grade. That's good. Uh, and here's here, here's the storyline. Well, I'll get to it. Best Documentary, they voted R- RBG. <clears throat> Mm. Um, which is, uh, you know, I saw it on CNN, RBG, yes. with commercial breaks like every six minutes. Uh-huh. I thought, I thought, yeah, this movie suited for commercial breaks every six minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a straight down the middle profile. Really. Yeah, it's a profile. Like uh, I, I watched uh, the Gloria Allred doc, uh, seeing Allred, and it was very much the yeah, same. Which again, I'm not saying that these aren't extraordinary subjects that are worthy of documentation. But yes, it's the it's the handling, it's the filmmaking, it's the it's just it's it's so incredibly safely done without any level of imagination or. Uh, Basically, they uh, do a lot of interviews. They cut yeah. in a lot of clips and they put credits at the end. That's it, and yeah. I understand that can be very time consuming, but. <laughs> just because it takes it takes a while and great effort doesn't mean uh, it takes a great amount of artistry uh, the yes. way that they did it. Um, yes. Best ensemble: Crazy Rich Asians. Oh uh, no! And then they had uh, special awards: a film history award that went to the uh, the other side of the wind, and they'll love me when I'm dead. The Freedom That's of good. Expression Award that went to the 22nd of July. Yes, freedom of ex- a freedom of expression award that went to on her shoulders. Now here's here's uh, the big narrative for me in this Oscar season. What they gave best foreign language film, which is also what the New York Film Critics Circle gave in that category to uh, Cold War. So, yes, very uh, good. We all, I think we all knew, you know, as soon as the Cold War, I think won the Palme d'Or, that it would be the major competition for Roma. But here's where the situation is playing out. It's playing out that Roma might certainly be nominated in Best Foreign Language Film, uh, but it's really being positioned for a Best Picture. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what people are pushing for. Netflix is pushing for more than anything. Mm-hmm. So it it deserves one. Unusual years. Unusual years. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and two black and white movies uh, uh, in the in the uh, forefront. The uh, top films, according to the National Board of Review, they always reveal their top ten of the year. Netflix must have paid them off handsomely. Uh, <laughs> they they have they have the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Eighth Grade, First Reformed, If Beale Street Could Talk, Mary Poppins Returns, <sighs> which I I'm actually I'm looking forward to Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, Quiet Place, Roma, and A Star is Born. That's the top ten of the year, according to the National Board of Review. Now, it's questionable whether or not they saw Vice. I I uh, think they saw it, but they didn't like it. Because they're, okay. they're a very conservative bunch of people. So. Oh, the National Board, of, yeah. But, yeah. you know, New York film critics didn't really. Okay, here's, here's, here's the National Film Critics Circle. Roma gets best picture in their book. Alfonso Caron gets uh, director. Mm-hmm. Screenplay Paul Schrader, so it's it's you know it's working out well it, for him. It's his year. Yeah, uh, we said it. Actress. We predicted it. Yeah, it's about damn time. Now yeah. here's the movie, uh, Dean. Is support the girls, Regina Hall, which was yeah. on no one's uh, radar for awards consideration. Really, if you look at all the pundits. I think she might get in there in the actress. Best actor they gave to Ethan Hawke. Hooray for that. Yeah, that's that would good. be a that would be a great, well deserved, bold uh choice for the Academy to, to uh, pick as well, but that won't happen. Best supporting actress is Regina King again. Best supporting actor is Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, cinematography again. Alfonso Coron uh, for Roma. He he did it all in in Roma. Yeah. Best nonfiction film. Uh, Minding the Gap. Right. I that's one I still haven't seen. I don't think I have. I might have a uh, online screener for, but uh, I still haven't seen it. Uh, best animated Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Ugh. Which I've read a review of the other day. Well, I, I've read the headline, uh, and uh, he, Bill, Bill's, uh, Bill Jabiri. I don't know how to pronounce his name, mm-hmm. but he's one of the popular critics out there, uh, and he loved it. He, he said the it was wonderful storytelling and great animation. Mm-hmm. Um, best first film, Eighth Grade, Bo Berman. Yeah, he's all right. He's uh. He's stealing some of uh some of Bradley Cooper's thunder, I think. Uh uh deservedly so. It's it's really a horse race between them for uh for the first film awards, uh which uh they added to the uh um Atlanta Film Critics, which uh I've I've been busily trying to get my uh list together. And my best picture is really between Vice and Star is Born. You know, Vice is a really great movie. If you're an Oliver Stone fan, you're going to love it because it is seriously influenced by Oliver Stone, but it doesn't have as as heavy a hand. Uh, um, and uh, brilliant cast, of course, with, uh, with uh, uh, you know, 
uh, Christian Bale in the lead, uh, gaining 60 or 70 pounds for it, and uh, doing an amazing, amazing uh, performance. And uh, um, Amy Adams is, uh, as his wife, and um, let's see, who is it? Uh, Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld, very good. And uh, uh, Sam Rockwell as George Bush, which he's fantastic in it. I mean, just absolutely, absolutely spot on. And lots of lots of cameos in it, like uh, I think uh, it's uh, Tyler Perry as um, as Colin Powell as oh. Colin Powell, <laughs> and. Uh, Oh, so 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 many great moments in it. Uh, it is really surprising constantly. Um, I, it, uh, <clears throat> I I watched it with a conservative in the room, and uh, they weren't pleased with it. But I said, "Well, it's they've they got all the facts. A lot of the facts, right? I mean, uh, uh, a lot of the details are are absolutely correct." But she wouldn't believe it, and. Uh, and so it's not going to please any any conservatives they're not going to they're not going to like it they probably won't even see it so um uh but it is it is fantastic it's really really uh it's always surprising uh uh Jesse Plemons plays an interesting character uh, uh oh is that his name Jesse Plemons right the uh, the guy who looks like Matt Damon. It's really being generous to Jesse Plemons to say he looks like <laughs> Matt Damon, but <laughs> well, they can play brothers, you know. The guy from Game Night, the next door neighbor in Game Night. Yes, yes, very fantastic movie. Uh, don't miss it, uh, especially if you're of that uh, political ilk that uh, would seem to enjoy it a little more. It's uh, funny. It's uh, surprising. Uh, uh, cinematically and uh, brilliantly made cast, and uh, it's just uh, nearly uh, uh, nearly a perfect movie. I would say I had no problems with it. It's a little over two hours, as you might imagine. I think it's I think it might be two and a half, and uh, uh, it's uh, it speeds right by. My top ten right now. Uh, it might change, but Vice is first. Stars Born, but I might switch it. Uh, on Chesil Beach would be third. Uh, the King, the great uh, Eugene Jarecki documentary, uh, correlating uh, the life of Elvis Presley with uh, Donald Trump and uh, and how the how the Trump administration has sent that part of the wor- world that he was from into into a depression. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor would be fifth, uh, Roma sixth, eighth grade seventh. I think it's going to be a big year for eighth grade. I think I think Elsie Fisher is going to get in there for best actress. Uh, and Bo Burnham will probably be nominated for screenplay. I don't think he'll get in for director. But uh, First Reformed would be eight. Uh, Leave No Trace, the great uh, Deborah Granick. What's her name? Thomason Harcourt McKenzie. Yes, she's fantastic in it. It's really a lead performance, really. She gets more more screen time and more, but 
but her dad is uh, Ben Foster, so uh, so he gets he's really going up for lead. And tenth would be one of your favorites, uh, uh, Adam. Uh, the hate you give, which I oh yes, which I found immensely immensely well made and well cast, terrific terrific uh, 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 ensemble cast and great direction and screenplay. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, really superb, absolutely superb, and uh, really complex uh, uh, filmmaking. Uh, uh, handled very well, um, and uh, a a perfect perfect movie about uh, about a uh, police shooting, and it reminded me quite a bit of uh, of of Do the Right Thing in a lot of ways. Uh, but quite quite different as well. You don't uh, you know <clears throat> you don't uh, get irritated by uh, it uh, it possibly cribbing from uh, from do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's got enough of a uh, a new spin on things. Uh, but uh, uh, fantastic movie. I just loved it. I did not think the king was about Donald Trump. I thought I thought it was about. Um in the filmmaker's view, like the circumstances that led to well, somebody like Donald Trump being president. That's true. It's were, not about those, Donald Trump, but they were they, long before Donald Trump came on the scene. But they I, are talking to the think, people from that part of the world that Elvis was from about what Trump is doing to the is has, the effect that Donald Trump well, has had. They've lived in poverty longer than Donald Trump has been president. I I agree, but uh, I don't think it's getting any better for them. Of course, he promised that things would get better. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can't if you're a politician, you can't get elected if you don't. <laughs> I <laughs> if agree. You run, if you run, if you run on a platform of things will of reality, you if I win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the but taxes I, are going to go up. Was, the, the movie was beautifully. Uh, Edited and the sound mix on it is amazing. It is. It really is. And, and and I liked I liked that the movie was searching and whether or not it found. I mean, there's actually a scene in there where one of his crewmates is like, "I have a vague idea of what you're trying to do." Uh, <laughs> and, and, but and the documentary is kind of like that. It's like he's he's searching. Is there something here? And whether or not he actually finds it, that's up to you. But that does determine the ultimate success of the movie. And I thought he found it sporadically. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I, I was I was half and half with it. I found it extremely entertaining, and plus he remembers to uh, to entertain with. Uh, there's lots of music in it, and so forth. Yeah, uh, music. Oh God, and, that girl at the beginning. Oh, and she sings over the credit of uh, the closing credits too, and she's great. Fantastic, Amazing. yeah, really, really good, and uh, wow, I just, I just found it. It just sped by. It was so, it was so great. I loved it, and uh, my choice for best lead actor, Christian Bale, Vice. Uh, this is a real surprise because I know you didn't like this, uh, um, um, Adam, but. Uh, Robbie Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, who I think will definitely get in for Best Actor. Uh, 
He just embodied that character, and I didn't really mind the uh, factual uh, uh, fudging. Uh, I was okay with it because uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't follow Queen, the history of Queen, so much that I knew it by heart, and uh, I expect some some factual, uh, you know, uh, shortcomings in in movies because it's difficult to get all the all the facts just right and crafted into a story. But uh, I found Bohemian Rhapsody to be extremely moving, and uh, I thought he was fantastic in it. Very well made, uh, very good sound, and uh, and photography and costume design, especially, and and uh, art direction. So uh, I thought they did it all just, just, just fine. Uh, a lot better than they had to. And uh, my third choice was not uh, Ethan Hawke. He would have been fourth. I went with Joaquin Phoenix, where you were never really here, uh, which which I thought was a lot. Uh, maybe uh, maybe not a more difficult film uh, role, but a uh, little bit, little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more powerful, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Lead actress for me was Lady Gaga, uh, easily, and. Uh, Elsie Fisher for eighth grade comes in second, and for me number three is Juliette Binoche and Let the Sunshine In. <coughs> uh, the uh, the great Claire Denis movie with uh, oh it's a really terrific movie with an amazing last scene with uh, with uh, um, Gerard Depardieu, Gerard Depardieu uh, taking over the movie. It was the last uh, fifteen minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting actor for me would be Sam Elliott, uh, sort of a career award for me. Then Mahershala Ali for Green Book, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. And then for me, supporting actress is going to be. I haven't turned these in yet. They might. They might change. But uh, uh, Thomason Harcourt McKenzie for Leave No Trace would be my winner there. Uh, with Rachel Vice and Emma Stone coming in second and third for the favorite which was a movie that uh, I didn't uh I didn't entirely cotton to I really uh I didn't really I know I shouldn't use that term I know it irritates you but uh, uh um I uh I just did not uh it, it had the it had the sense of being heavily influenced by uh Barry Lyndon but uh it was much more unpleasant and uh i just uh, i didn't love it for me ensemble cast was vice uh number 1 the death of stalin number 2 and 22nd july which is the new uh uh paul paul greengrass movie about uh the uh massacre in norway uh when a terrorist comes in and attacks a island full of uh, teenagers uh, who are summering uh, liberal teenagers on a, on a summer camp for uh, sort of almost a liberal think tank for teens. But uh, it was incredible. Um, as usual with Paul Greengrass, you know, we've come to expect great things from him. Uh, 
For me, best directors, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, Adam McKay for Vice, and then Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. And, of course, I went with Paul Schrader for screenplay. I would like our screenplay uh, thing to be split to, into adapted and, and, uh, and original. I, I wish it was, but it has, they haven't done that yet. But hopefully I will uh, I'll ask them about it and see if we can split it up. But uh, I went with Paul Schrader for First Reformed, and then Adam McKay, then Audrey Wells and Angie Thomas for The Hate You Give, uh, which was extremely well-written and very real, I thought. Uh, documentary is the king. Won't you be my neighbor's second film worker third? Maybe that we had a little hand in. Uh, foreign language film, Roma, Let the Sunshine In, and uh, Shoplifters, the uh, the Japanese film by Hirokaru Koreeda, uh, who is one of the greatest filmmakers on the earth right now, and uh, certainly... Uh, certainly one of the greatest of our era. Still haven't made a bad movie. Uh, really terrific. Animated film was really hard for me because I, I finally checked that Isle of, Isle of Dogs through a, through a screener. I kept on trying to go see it at the movies, and I, I kept on... It, it, something was standing in my way every time. And, uh, you know, what I thought it was... I thought it was a bore. Uh, really beautifully made uh, as an animated film. Beautifully crafted, as you might imagine, with Wes Anderson behind it. But uh, I, I, I thought it was dull. And he just gets wrapped up in his own attention to detail so much that he forgets forgets the story. Sometimes this didn't have the same pop that uh, that Fantastic Mr. Fox had. It felt bogged down in its details. So uh, so I went with Ralph Breaks the Internet for an animated film just because I liked Wreck-It Ralph so much and, and I really I thought this was a worthy sequel. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have a third one, uh, you know, so I, I left it blank. Um, I didn't think it was a great year for animated films. Uh, cinematography, Alfonso Caron for Roma, Matthew Libatique for Stars Born, Michael McDonough for Leave No Trace, which is a gorgeous movie, really gorgeous movie. David Granick did a great job with that film. Best original score for me is easily Daniel Hart's The Old Man and the Gun. I hope, uh, I, I would hope that a lot of people notice it, but, uh, uh, it's the first soundtrack I bought in a long time, and I, I love it. Um, very, very uh, beautiful score. Then I went with Alexander Desplat for uh, the Sisters Brothers, which is another screener I got, and that is that is an amazing film. Uh, by uh, it's a western by uh, uh, what's his name Jacques uh, uh, Jacques Odiard. And uh, who did a prophet a few years ago, and which was a fantastic uh, uh, prison movie. And uh, this is this is a great movie with uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, terrific year for him, and uh, John C. Riley as uh, as outlaw brothers 
uh, you know, Frenchman doing a Western is pretty un- unusual. Really great cast. Uh, Riz, Riz, uh, uh, what's his name? Who is in, um, who is in Nightcrawler as, uh, Riz Orlani? Is that his name? Uh, co-starring with, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Is anyone there? So. <laughs> yeah. I believe so. I'm not sure. Yeah. And, um, He's he's fantastic in it, and uh, re- another really great uh, uh, you know uh, cast uh, of uh, actors and uh, new faces and stuff. I had trouble coming up with a third original score, uh, although you know I would love to put Stars Born in there, but uh, it's uh, it deserves to be. But uh, it's weird. How do, do I put ten people down for original score for for uh, a movie? So uh, outside of that, I, I just picked uh, Nicholas Bertel for Vice, uh, um, and then Breakthrough Performer. We only had two choices: uh, Lady Gaga and uh, Bo uh, and Elsie uh, uh, Fisher uh, for uh, for. The, eighth grade so i went with lady gaga of course and same thing with first film bradley cooper and uh bo burnham uh and i went with bradley cooper so i think i might go back up and change my best picture to star is born and uh and put vice second very nice yeah so so that's uh, I got to turn it in by twelve o'clock tonight, but I am going to keep watching movies. I st- still got a ton of movies. Uh, Netflix sent a, just a huge package of movies, and and uh, it was overwhelming. And I put uh, I put I wasted an entire night trying to go through them, uh, and I thought most of them were not great. Uh, and uh, I cut them off after I, I watched them all eventually. But uh, some of them weren't terrible. I just didn't think that they were best picture or award worthy, really. So I thought, well, I'm not going to sit here and watch this whole movie this movie right now. But things like the kindergarten teacher and uh, with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, as a kindergarten teacher who plagiarizes from a five year old, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, Things like that, you know. There was one movie about a, a, a dumpling about a girl who idolizes Dolly Parton, country girl who idolizes Dolly Parton, and uh, works in a country food restaurant. Uh, I was like, okay, blah blah, whatever. Uh, but um, yeah, not, not a lot of them. But Twenty Second July is is really stunning. Uh, that's a that's a really fantastic movie. And uh, yeah. wow, just, any uh, movie that opens with the murder of thirty kids. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you think you think the movie's gonna end with that, you know? Because you know, but uh, it opens with it, and uh, then we still have uh, two hours to go, and it's it's stunning. What a great cast! Uh, fantastic, fantastic movie. Man, as usual. That, that's, uh, that's a very that's a very definition of punishing. <laughs> when, you kill, when you kill two dozen kids and you still have two hours to go. <laughs> More than two dozen, it's 77 he got. Good Lord. 
Because he blows up a building first and then goes to the island to kill the kids. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I want to give him credit. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Anders Danielson Lee plays the. Uh, I think it's Lee L I E. Uh, plays the uh, the terrorist, and he's fantastic. He did a movie a few years ago called Oslo. Uh, and another date, it was like Oslo, uh, Oslo some some date, and uh, uh, that was very stunning. Played a a, a depressed uh, guy who uh, is on the on the road to suicide, and uh, great movie. But um, uh, he's terrific in the lead, and uh, there's a really great guy playing a a, uh, <clears throat> a victim who sort of takes the it's kind of the face of the victims throughout the movie and uh spends the entire movie recovering from the attack and uh wow wow what a movie so terrific i was a little confused whether it was actually really a movie or a tv production uh so i um i kind of took it easy on voting for it cuz i think the I, I, we were warned that a lot of the Netflix movies that were sent to us were were not really made for uh, for mo- the movies. They were made for television, and that's where they would be seen. And uh, so maybe don't vote for them, uh, you know. And so I sort of dismissed some of the some of the Netflix stuff. But uh, wow, what a it is it's overwhelming this this uh doing this if you want to be serious about it it's really really overwhelming to get 100 movies and uh and really just try and watch a significant number of them mm-hmm. uh, uh adam you're lucky because your deadline is when uh middle of january yeah Mid- so. middle of january see the atlanta people i think wanted to the heads of the atlanta uh, organization i think wanted to be one of the first wanted mm-hmm. to try and uh uh yeah. break out of the pack that just, way everything's just a bit slower where adam lives yeah <laughs> yeah let's yeah. go ahead and rub that in <laughs> hey dude, I, I live i live in polk county i i don't know what to talk <laughs> are you part of a, a florida group jb no no i don't have any idea how to do that okay i, 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 I don't know that we take it very seriously okay <laughs> well i you should look into it uh yeah, I think it's called the uh, the Moving Pictures uh, organization. <laughs> the Flickers. Uh, yeah, um, it's. Uh, I, I, here's, our, here's the best things we saw at the picture show this past year. <laughs> the picture show. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's overwhelming, really. Uh, if they would just again, I've said this on the show. If they would just release more movies, more great movies earlier in the year, we wouldn't have to have this, you know, crush. Yeah. But uh, well, I had more favorite movies by September this year than I did the last three years combined. So that's true. That is true. Absolutely, no that. question. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. The no question. Went up for, for me. The quality went up this year. Big time. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, 
big fan. But you know, my my uh, opinion is really there's always thirty thirty great good to great movies every yeah. year. It just uh, it's just a matter of when they come out and if you have enough time to see them yeah. and and stuff. And if you don't, you have all the next year to catch up. And so when it's dry out there with nothing but uh, nothing but superheroes, you can catch up with some good movies that you happen to miss. Uh, yeah. I take that back. My deadline is the last week in December. I, we, it's a little sooner than I thought. Sorry, I okay. in that statement. So yeah, yeah I okay. still got a couple of weeks. So. Okay, the LA Film Critics just announced their recipients as well. Their best film went to Roma. You know what I like about the LA Film Critics? They give you the runner-up. Yeah, I like that, too. With the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their runner-up for best film was Burning. Oh. Burning, which I've heard good things about. Yes. I think think it's a a Korean movie. It is, yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Best director, uh, Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace. How neat. Yay! Yeah, isn't that something? Our friend and their runner, yes. their runner-up was Alfonso for uh, Roma. Yeah, that, those are both great choices. Yes. Yeah, this is an this is an interesting list of winners here. Best actor Ethan Hawke for First Reformed. Yeah. Uh, their runner-up in this category was Ben Foster for Leave No Trace. Hmm. Wow. Uh, <coughs> this is this is interesting here. Best actress Olivia Colman for The Favorite. Which has quickly become a favorite on many critics' lists. Yeah. Uh, and their runner-up is Tony Collette for Hereditary. Hmm. Which horror is movies have arrived. Horror movie performances rarely get recognized, but it, it it has to be one of the most exhausting, difficult genres to work in as an yes. actor. Yeah. And she's the fear up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, a generally well-reviewed movie too. So. Yeah, and, and and in large part because of her uh, mm-hmm. performance. Best Supporting Actor, Stephen Yoon. Yoon, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. The, he's famous from The Walking Dead. But they say he's the highlight of that film, Burning. Okay. Uh, he won Supporting Actor. The runner-up in that category was Hugh Grant for Paddington 2. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought that that, that were the upbeat? Yes. What a unique list. Uh, okay, Regina King won Supporting Actress for If Bill Street Could Talk, which she's quickly become a frontrunner in this category. Uh, Runner-up, Elizabeth DeBecky for Widows, which mm-hmm. people say she's Okay, yeah, she's, she's fun. She's fun in it. Very good. Yeah. Best screenplay is Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sorry, Dean. Oh, no thanks. Uh but their runner-up is the favorite. Best animated film, uh, which has turned out to be one of the best-reviewed movies of the year, that's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, they haven't. They. I don't have it filled in here. What one best foreign language film? It seems like they would have already announced it, but it's not listed here. <laughs> I wonder uh, if it's just Roma. Yeah, I don't know. Roma won Best Cinematography. Best Documentary uh, went to Shirkers, which is on Netflix now. 
Yes, I, I took a look at that. I found it incredibly annoying because the entire thing is narrated, and and uh, I just don't like that. And um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, I just didn't care for it. Best editing, minding the gap. Uh, uh, <coughs> second place runner-up was uh, Roma. Best musical score, if Beale Street could talk. Yay! That is that's yeah. a, that's a fantastic score. Wow, uh, Nicholas Bertel, yeah. who also did uh, you know Moonlight, did Vice this year. But uh, wow, that is that's a masterpiece of a score. Uh, I did listen to that score. Yeah, it's 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 nice. Um, Runner up is First Man, which is his La La Land uh, collaborator. Uh, Right, Justin Hurwitz. His name is. What is his name? Yeah, Justin Hurwitz. Hurwitz. Yeah. Uh, production design is Black Panther. Um, the runner-up yeah. being the favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it uh, for the Yelly film critics. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Which brings us to the Golden Globes. My God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It is incredible. I mean, I have a lot of movies to cover, too, and, uh, yeah, the awards just take it over. Okay. Can we just do movies? Yeah, we're not doing TV. Uh, Okay. Golden Globes really are the bastard stepchild. You know, it's it's just, uh, you just shake, you shake your head at what they put these, what categories they put these movies in. Uh, Especially in drama. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Best motion picture drama. Here are the nominees. Black Panther. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. And keep in mind, (laughs) the the Globes have a comedy musical category as well. Uh, If Bill Street Could Talk and A Star Is Born. Another musical. Um... Okay, given the Globes, what do you... Uh, uh, I think A Star is Born. We'll star is Born? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, total agreement. Uh, best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy, and Rosamund Pike for A Private War. Good for her that she got in there. Yeah. In the top five in here. Uh, it's got to be Gaga, right? I think so. I really don't think Glenn Close will uh, pull out even an Oscar nomination for this because I just think that the whole thing is overacted, and I think I think they'll they'll wait and give her an Oscar for uh, Sunset Boulevard when she does that uh, film version. She doing a film version of that? Yes. Well, so she won't even come close. The the musical, the musical. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, she'll be nominated for drama in that uh, when the Globes come out. <laughs> I don't know. I think that Glenn Close is just in the stew. I mean, I think she she comes with the category this year. Uh, she might very well but, be because because I think they're itching to give her 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 due, and uh, yes, so she'll probably make it in. Yeah, but uh, I really feel like if you're going to nominate her, you have to nominate Jonathan Price because he takes up more of the time. 
uh, in the movie. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. pretty good, I thought, in that movie as far as that goes. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as it goes, yeah. Uh, as far as it goes, is that your version of uh, Aaron's, Aaron's saying? What, what's Aaron saying? Gets the job oh, done. He got the job gets done. the job done. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the job is. <laughs> yeah. The job. Uh, best actor in a motion picture drama: Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe. Good job. Good. Good thing that he got in there. That's good uh, for playing. Can we say uh, the movie? What are the movies? Uh, Eter- like? Let me say, uh, it's, he's playing Vincent Van Gogh in At Eternity's Gate, which is the new Julian Schnabel movie. Which uh, even people that are lukewarm on the movie say that they're certainly not lukewarm on Defoe, that he's very good. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Uh, Lucas Hedges for Boy Erased, which is directed by his dad. No, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the other one. That's the other one, but Ben is back. Yes. <sighs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, oh Robbie yeah, for, yeah. You're right. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Here's a question: Everybody kind of agrees that he's pretty cool in in the movie. Like he's a high point. He is. He, but most people don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think he still he still has a good shot of being in the top five actors for? Oscar? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that movie went over so well with mainstream audiences. To, mm-hmm. uh, I think mainstream mainstreamers love it. Um, John David uh, Washington for Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Good. Klansman getting some Golden Globe love. Yeah, Good. I wonder if is this the first Spike Lee movie that's gotten this many nominations? I don't remember how, how Do the think, Right Thing did. I think did. it might be. Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, the f- the first time he's gotten that kind of love from the Globe, certainly. Um. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's a real kind of wave of support for Black Klansmen mm-hmm. uh, this year. I, I just spoke to the editor of it last night, uh, and he's been Spike Lee's editor from the very, very beginning, from mm-hmm. when she's got to have it or something. Um, motion picture, musical or comedy? The nominees are Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Musical or comedy, Green Book. It's Mary a Poppins returns. Mary Poppins returns. Yeah, hysterical. Nineteen fifties racism. Uh, <laughs> was, was Driving Miss Daisy in the comedy category? I think it was. And uh, Vice. They love Vice. The Globes this year. That's good. They 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 should love it. It's it's. It's wild and it's uh it's very entertaining, very funny, very uh very sobering of course and great movie. Best actress motion picture uh musical or comedy. Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade. Yay. Uh, Charlize Theron for Tully. Constance Wu. Crazy Rich Asians. But she huh. was the she was the uh, she was the bride. Constant Crazy Rich Asians. I guess she was. That would be the lead, I think. Um, out out of this uh, group, 
I would pick Elsie Fisher, but uh, I think they'll probably go with uh, Olivia Coleman because she's gonna she's gonna get a wave of support, and uh, she's always been good. And uh, so, you know, I think you know, I think that'll be it. Who would, who do we pick for who we pick for best motion picture musical or comedy? I mean, if they if they go with uh, the critical, which you know these aren't voted on necessarily by critics, uh, certainly not the <coughs> Oscars. Um, uh, they would go with the favorite, but uh, right, I could easily see them going with Green Book though, because uh, even mm-hmm. though um, I'm not sure if that's uh, its box office uh, performance is improving. But uh, I would think that anybody who went to see Green Book would would enjoy it, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I just think they would find it. But I mean, for for me, it's 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 a lesser movie than uh, a lot of the others. But uh, mm-hmm. best actor, musical or comedy: Christian Bale and Vice. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford for The Old Man and the Gun, and John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. Best actor. <clears throat> you think yeah. Christian Bale? I would go with Christian Bale out of that group. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Gaining 70 pounds for it. I mean, he 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 is uh, he is the vice president in that he's he is, totally is so uh, you know best supporting actress Amy Adams for Vice Claire Foy for First Man Regina King for Beale Street Could Talk and Emma Stone and Rachel Vice for The Favorite uh, it's Regina King by all by all indications. I'm looking for. I'm looking just say for yes, the list. We'll move on. I'm just looking for the yeah. list uh, to, so I can read over them again. Cause, uh, yeah, R- Regina King, I think uh, probably. <clears throat> maybe maybe Emma Stone because it's a big role. It's really a lead role, but uh, but you know she's supporting the Queen, so I guess uh, in that way it's supporting. Supporting actor, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Good job. He was good in that movie. Uh, yes. Richard E. Grant, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Mahershala Ali, because uh, <clears throat> not only is he great dramatically and comedically, but uh his uh his miming of the piano is is unbelievably effective uh, i i thought he was really playing it and was surprised to uh, to learn that he wasn't so i mean i think it's going to be him uh but uh you know sam rockwell is pretty pretty amazing as uh as bush um george w in uh vice so you know, it could be. I think it'd be either one of them, but uh, I'm going with Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. 
You agree? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's the kind of thing they typically go for. So yeah, he fits that bill. I think. Uh, best animated motion picture: Incredibles Two, Isle of Dogs, Mirai. Which one is that? Huh. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, I guess Incredibles Two. I know I I wasn't I wasn't taken with that, but uh, Isle of Dogs I think will will be. Uh, Admired artistically, but uh, I, I think uh, narratively it's, it stumbles. And Mariah, I, I'm not sure what that one is either. It might be uh, one of the Japanese ones uh, from GK. But um, yeah, I think I think that would be it. Uh, I think it would be. I'm gonna go with Spider-Man. Me too. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, same thing. Have you guys seen it? No. No, but I think it's their. I think it's their attempt. They know that they can. Pro- they probably have a good shot at at getting an animated award, and that's probably one of the reasons because it's also calculated. I know I sound so cynical, but it's also calculated. That's probably one of the reasons for making it, so they could, uh, you know, nab an nab an animated award. And I, and critically, it's getting the love. So who am I to argue? I mean, I don't know. I'm probably going to skip it. To be honest, it's not my thing, but. I think it's it's got enough. I have a screen. I have a screening of it. I think next week, and I might go, but uh, which would be very unusual for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to even to, go to, to a screening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to a screening in general to leave the house. But uh, I, I might go. What I really want to see is Mary Poppins Returns, and I don't get Disney things. Uh, wow, we have one the Monday yeah. after next, and our Spider Man huh. into the Spider Verse was. Saturday morning, this past Saturday morning, so 10 a.m. Oh. So I won't go to the movie at 10 a.m. Maybe I didn't pay any attention to it. My mother had some kind of neighborhood association meeting where they were voting on something important in her neighborhood, uh, and so she got up early on Saturday morning. She got bathed. She got dressed, and then she looked to the she looked at the invite again, and it was for. The next day at one o'clock, so she oh, was wow. like fully fully dressed with nothing to do, and she was like, "Oh God, they took everything I had to just get out of bed and get dressed for this thing." <laughs> Did she end up uh, going the next day? No, it was storming. So, okay, you know, uh, best foreign language film, Capernaum. Which, gosh, I've received so many emails about that movie. Uh, yeah. Girl. Never Look Away, <clears throat> Roma, and Shoplifters. It's got to be Roma. Yeah, Roma. Shoplifters would be probably second. Uh, no Cold not... War. No Cold War. No Cold War, yes. Yeah, yeah. They they send out all the screeners and everything. Capernaum, I don't, uh, the other three, I don't know. Capernaum, Girl, and Never Look Away. I know this is Movie Geeks United. We're supposed to know everything, but it's it's impossible to see it all. Uh, mm-hmm. This time of year, it's just uh, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, I, there'll be best director. some stuff to see next year. So, uh, best director Bradley Cooper, Alfonso Cuarón, Peter Farrelly, Spike Lee. What what table will he be seated near? Well, 
I'd like to see him sitting near the Green Book table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I have a feeling Spike Lee probably thinks that movie's bullshit. And uh, Adam, Mc- Adam McKay for Vice. Good job, Spike Lee. I'm so glad they recognized him. Yeah. Me too. I think that's a good, I think it's a good list and a good list of people. And uh, geez, I would love to see uh, Adam McKay win, but uh, uh, I think it's going to be Bradley Cooper. <laughs> really, frankly, uh, yeah, it was, it was a bold directing job uh, that he did on that. And uh, like I said earlier in the year, I think that movie's going to get a lot of Oscar nominations and I think he's going to get a lot of Oscar nominations. Uh it's I think it's probably when when this season kind of takes hold and there's always one against the other they they pick one against the other. I think it's going to be like a stars born against Roma like in a lot of these categories. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Including director probably. Mhm. You know, and you think Bradley Cooper did it all in Star is Born. I mean, Cotone really did it all. He really did. He is the editor, the uh, cinematographer, the director, the writer, the producer. Yes, mm-hmm. he did everything but act in it. And it's his his story. I mean, it's a story, uh, an autobiographical story. So, yes, it's he's the other um, guy. The screenplay, Roma, the favorite of Bill Street, Bill Street Could Talk. Vice and Green Book. The uh, didn't the Writers Guild just recently disqualify the favorite from winning? Uh, so uh, why is that? Uh, because I probably because the writers are not guild members. Um, oh. They 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 nixed a lot of people uh, on that. Uh, I think Green Book also got nixed. Uh, for similar reasons. Uh, Farrelly's got to be a member of the guild. But he didn't, uh, he co-wrote it with uh, two guys who are the sons of Tony Lip, the, uh, you know, the lead character, and they're probably not guild members yet because this is their first screenplay. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, out of this, uh, hmm. God, personally, I would, I would go with uh, if Bill Street could talk. Uh, but, uh, <clears> hmm. <throat> Jeez, uh, uh, Roma, I guess. I, I'm not sure. I'm what not do you sure think on this? Adam. Adam. Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Did Bill you space out? You. No, no. I'm, uh, Bill Street could talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, best best original score. Uh, Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place. Alexander Desplat for um, Isle of Dogs. Oh, hang on. Let me... Ludwig Göransson yes. for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Justin Hurwitz for First Man, and Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, Neither neither of my two favorites are in there. Um, 
Old man and the gun. Old man and the gun, and uh, and um, if Beale Street could talk. talk. So I would, think uh, the, I would think the Edge would go to Mark Shaman. I guess he. I mean, he had to write a he had to write an original musical. Like yeah. A musical. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they've been real good at sending out the uh, the soundtrack for First Man, so that's mm-hmm. probably hitting a lot of uh, people's sound systems. And uh, uh, sound, yeah. can you ever forgive me? Is they sent the soundtrack for that too? I think. Mm-hmm. I got one anyway. Yeah, I think you're right with Mark Shaman. Uh I haven't seen the film yet, uh but uh I think you're you're right. Isle of Dogs had a real interesting score that incorporated mm-hmm. a lot of Japanese drums and so forth. But uh I don't know if uh, uh music people really respond to drum scores. So uh um yeah, I think I think you're right. He's the He's definitely the the old guard in the group, so yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then best original song will go to "Shallow" from *A Star Is Born*. Right. Not any not any reason to read the rest of the nominees. Well, we, can we read them just for people's <laughs> curiosity? Okay. I, I guess they're, uh, you don't know the songs. All, the, all oh. no, I have them right in front of me. All the stars okay. from *Black Panther*. Girl in the Movies from Dumplin', the the Dolly Parton thing. Yeah. Uh, Requiem for a Private War from A Private War, and Revelation from Boy Erased. Private War is a doc? No. It's no. not. It's the Rosamund Pike movie, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. All right. I haven't got. I haven't seen that yet. Didn't get a screener. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be shallow. It'll be one one of two awards that Gaga wins, and uh, she might repeat it at the Oscars. But there's so many songs from uh, *Star Is Born* that are fantastic that are uh, I would have I would have put off off ten nom- off seven nominees whatever uh, all *Star Is Born* songs. There's good stuff there. It'll be sure. neat to see them. It'll be neat to see them perform it at the Oscars. Because Bradley yeah. Cooper says he and he and Gaga have an idea of what to do with it for the Oscars. Like it's going to be a little, a little different of a performance. Yeah. Very good. Uh, oh God, there's so many good songs in it. I was just the other night. I was just uh, going through YouTube, just listening to the songs because I don't have the soundtrack. And rather than watching the movie over again, which I would gladly, uh, uh, I just wanted to hear the songs. And wow, they all just blew me away again. Uh, wow. Anyway. All right. Okay. Well, let, let me go to – okay, Dean, I know you probably have a lot to say. But, Adam, let, let me – uh, I, want, I want you to be able to contribute, Adam. Have you been to any screenings in the past week? <laughs> Are you awake? Are you with us? I am awake. I, I'm sorry. Sorry about a while ago. I, I had a the, the the phone went out for a second there. I don't know what happened. I had like a oh okay. I'm a, sorry. Yeah. It's and so if I sounded like an idiot a while ago, I apologize. No, 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 no. Like, you're, you're it's like there was a there was a glitch. I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, uh, no, uh, we didn't have any screenings this past week. Uh, actually, 
so I didn't I haven't seen anything new except for the favorite. That was the last new movie I've I've seen, which I, I thought was pretty good. Um, uh, of course, they had sent us a screener for that at home with all the awards uh, screeners that we've gotten. It, it was one of them, and I I did like so this, it. So, um, so let me yeah, ask you ahead. this, because mm-hmm. I know both of you and Dean have seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the same guy that did the lobster and uh, killing mm-hmm. of a sacred deer. Yeah. Obviously, he's made he's made a movie that is more accessible in the favorite because people are getting it. I mean, yeah. would you say it's his most accessible film? It is. It, it is, but then again, when yes. it comes to, to the ending, uh, he just can't resist the non-ending, and he he does that with every one of his films. And I think <coughs> a lot of people are going to be angry about that when they get to the to the the finale and the final shot. It just it, it's just one of those things that you kind of have to figure it out yourself. And mainstream audiences typically people don't, don't want like to do that. that. Well, don't I don't do think that. I don't think mainstream audiences will will. Uh, will show much love for it anyway because uh, it's largely a deeply unpleasant movie despite the ornate surroundings so uh, yeah mm-hmm. so i mean i and i liked i liked it um i'm i'm not a fan of the way he chooses to end his films either and i hate to say and sometimes the non-ending works but for his movies they don't seem to work for me i i don't know why. I, I felt like killing of a sacred deer was really good Except for the ending, I felt like this was really good. Except for the ending, and uh, you know, he 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 really does a good job with the, with the the bulk of the the story and and the movie, but he just can't seem to carry it over the finish line for me. And and but uh, overall, though, I did like the favorite um, about as much as I like Killing of a Sacred Deer. Now, I didn't like the Lobster. I didn't go for that at all. <laughs> that was one of my worst of the year. Or Dogtooth? Did you ever see that? Or? Uh, Dogtooth, I missed. So I, yeah. I need to go back and catch that. I don't think you'll take a secret deer was. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I remember somebody at, at my work said, "Oh God, Jamie, I watched that killing of a sacred deer the other night. It was terrible. How dare you recommend that to me?" And I said, <laughs> I, "I never recommended that movie to you." And she said, "Well, it was an art. It was an art movie. I just assumed that you liked it." I said, "I never once have said anything about the killing of sacred deer to anyone." Uh, I think Adam. I, I thought it was, liked it. Yeah, I did. I thought, it was, I thought it was okay. I like. I, I like. It felt like a a a, uh, a stylistic cross between a Kubrick movie and maybe a Hanukkah movie, uh, and all the unpleasant connotations of that involves. But, uh, well, of course, for the most part, I, I was I was okay with it. The, the favorite has a lot of Kubrickian touches. Uh, it does. For sure. Had, the score reminded me of Barry Lyndon, uh, the the musical selections he used. Mm-hmm. I don't know, put me in mind of that. And you know, um, I, I I think it's there's a lot to like about it. Let's just say that there is a lot to like about it. So, and and you know, I always like these movies where there's a lot of backstabbing and <laughs> all the plotting <laughs> against each other and yes. all that. That's that's fun. Yeah. So there's there's some good. It's it's good. It's just not perfect. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at and uh, yeah. very, very, uh, very elaborately produced yeah. and mm-hmm. and, uh, and photographed and so it, it's good and it has sure. a, a surprising musical choice that over the closing credits. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're talking about which, the Elton. Yeah, which uh, one, one of my favorite Elton John songs. 
Absolutely. One of my favorites, too, and uh, one of the most moving Elton John. I'm not sure if he wrote that with Bernie Taupin, but I'm guessing he did. I believe he uh, did. Which one? But uh, Skyline, Skyline Pigeon. Pigeon. Yeah. Oh. It's on the... Uh, the, the, the um, it's on the Empty Sky. The Empty Sky album, that's right. Yeah. And then he remade it. He yes. did it for the, during the sessions for Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yes. But it was not included on the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album, although it has been put, included in the deluxe edition. But there and, is a. And he did version. a live album, uh, uh, eleven sixteen seventy or something like yes. that. It's on yeah, that on too. too yeah. Really, really a good song. Yeah, it's one of really the beautiful best song. early compositions. Yeah. You know, I, I was watching. I was watching. Uh, the Ben Stiller show that's on uh, Showtime the, that he directed with Patricia Arquette and Benicio Del Toro and Paul Dano, the Escape from, I forget the prison name, but it's a miniseries on Showtime that he directed. And he actually uses Elton John's, I don't know the name of it, it's probably Amalina, or it, the, the, what they use for the, the opening the credits. Dog Day Afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a brave choice to, to, to replicate what they did in Dog Day. Tumble, Tumbleweed Connection is what that's from. It's yeah. a country album uh, yeah. from the early Which 70s. Which is my favorite Elton John album. Huh, interesting. That's a very yeah, good album. I love album. Tumbleweed. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Rick Road and um, and Captain Fantastic will always be my two favorite Elton Johns. He was my favorite artist uh, growing up and uh, favorite musical artist. Oh man, ba- Ballad of a Well-Known Gun and Come Down in Time and Tumbleweed's got a ton of great stuff on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's well, all the... that, that kind of Western theme is something that he's tried to return to somewhat because he's, I think he uses Tumbleweed Connection as his, as his apex. So mm-hmm. we, sometimes he's gone back with students that we need to do like, need something with a Tumbleweed Connection vibe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> like a lot of Brits, he likes country music, you know, so, uh, uh, the surprise. So yeah, he's. Uh, geez, every record he did in the seventies was fantastic. Up until Blue Moves, yeah. he was doing absolutely nothing but great work. Mhm. Uh, then the then the drugs took over. <laughs> I think maybe. And. Uh, Although Blue Moves has a couple of good stellar songs on it, I think. Oh no question, no question. Yeah. Great, it's a great record, double album. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I was listening to Red Strikes Back the other night, and I was like, "Oh, there's not a single good song on here." But <laughs> I will say, his his best his best album since his '70s heyday is Songs from the West Coast, which he came out probably the turn of the millennium. Right. Uh, that's a great great album. He's got a song I've, in there about Matthew Shepard, and it's wonderful. I've heard uh, Peachtree Road is very good, but uh, it's funny. I'm not. Uh, I don't buy his records anymore. I'm sorry to say, but uh, I would like to go back and rectify that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, if Beale Street could talk, I thought was an an utter masterpiece which I was uh, really surprised by because, uh, you know, I've gone back to Moonlight and I, I appreciate it more, but I thought Beale Street was one of the greatest love stories I've ever seen on film. 
ever, and it really, really moved me. Beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, period work uh, with the costumes and the sets and uh, great musical choices. And uh, Bertel's score is uh, it, uh, helps the movie be incredibly, continually incredibly moving. Uh, it just uh, it just devastated me. It was so, and those two leads from um, uh, from uh, Kiki Lane and uh, Stephen James uh, are fantastic, and the whole cast is great. Regina King and and oh God, everybody's good in it. Uh, what's what's her name that was in? Uh, uh, oh yeah, Tiana Paris. Uh, really good and and the guy playing the dad Coleman uh uh Coleman Domingo yes uh jeez what a great cast oh, oh wow there's so many terrific scenes uh in it uh of course the confrontation between the two families is one of the highlights of the movie uh and uh but what I really responded to was just the love scenes between the two leads uh both the sex scenes and just just the more just the walks through the park and stuff like that i just i just adored every second of it i watched it twice in a row <laughs> which is very rare uh for me and you generally don't like sex on film that's surprising that you yeah i well i like it when it when it has uh love to it uh yeah. but uh when it has a uh, real emotion to it uh and uh this wasn't just a bunch of tits and 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 dongs hanging out you know it was uh, it was really really tastefully done and and wow. be- uh it was just beautiful it was just so 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 great um uh i could keep on going on and on but uh in the interest of time i move on to the swedish movie uh it's based on a uh a story by the guy who wrote um, "Let the Right One In." Uh, it's called Border, and uh, it's from Neon Films, and uh, they sent us a book of movies, like literally a book of movies that is uh, dazzling. And uh, I watched it right after I saw um, Three Identical Strangers," which is also Neon. And uh, I thought, wow, Neon has a thing with with movies about twins. It's twin movies about twins. Uh, <clears throat> Border feels like a movie that maybe maybe uh, uh, Cronenberg might have uh, uh, res- uh, you know done in his heyday. Uh, it's about uh, two heavily uh, deformed people. Um, who, uh, well, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying that they, they're sort of like trolls. <laughs> um, uh, they're played by, uh, Eva Melander and Aero, uh, Miranov, and, uh, they are just fantastic in it. Uh, <clears throat> you, you think that, Eva's the female. She plays a she plays a a, um, a airport uh, security guard 
who has a has an ability to sniff out people who are carrying illegal uh, things in their bags and so forth. And uh, so, uh, and she, while she's on her job, she meets uh, she meets a guy. She has a very unusual look. I think this is makeup, by the way. Incredible makeup effects. Uh, uh, I really can't tell if it is or isn't, uh, and that's a compliment. And uh, and uh, the makeup gets more more deeply uh, uh, astonishing as it goes along. Uh, but uh, she meets the guy, a guy who looks almost exactly like her, uh, and we think it's a guy at least. Uh, and um, he, but he's he's a lot more. Uh, scary than she she is she's a little bit more she's a little bit more uh attenuated to to human uh actions and so forth and anyway i won't go on with the story but i will just say that it is surprising constantly and uh really really well made uh quasi horror movie it's very much about uh, the same things that Cronenberg might uh, be interested in, the sort of body horror, and also, <clears throat> also, I, it has certain resemblances to Under the Skin, the movie that came out a few years ago with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, it's just a magnificent, magnificent, but possibly disturbing film for some. But that's good, you know. It's it's another example of the continuing evolution of horror films, I think. And uh, this one has uh, very much heart to it, and uh, it has uh, it has some scares in it, and really, really terrific movie. Uh, I I can say it, there's not many movies like it. <laughs> um, I loved loved. Support the Girls. That's Andrew Bujowski's new movie. And, you know, I, I liked, uh, uh, really loved Computer Chess a few years ago. This is a lot simpler movie. <clears throat> it's uh, Regina Hall, right? As, uh, as the manager of a Hooters-type restaurant. Uh, it's not Hooters, but, uh, you know, what they're kind of going for. And uh, it's a... It's about a particularly trying day at her job, uh, managing the girls and keeping the customers in line and uh, and uh, juggling that with her own personal life, which has problems, and, and her relationship with the, uh, uh, the manager who's uh, kind of checked out, uh, played by James LaGrosse. But uh, fantastic supporting performances by the girls, and jeez, uh, I, I just I love movies that take us to place to unusual places where people work. I don't think that movies do that enough, you know, As, yeah. and tel- television shows don't do it enough either. You know, we tend to get medical and police. Uh, but uh, to to amp up the drama, but I think there's drama in every workplace situation and I think they should they should consider this. Artists should consider this. You ever you ever been you ever been to a Hooters, Dean? I have never been to one because I always figured the food wasn't great, but uh 
you know, and they're, and they're kind of like way out. Uh, there, I don't think there is one uh, anywhere in the area of Atlanta that I'm, I'm in. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I so for that reason, I've been I've been to, uh, I've been to uh, you know, it's not a lot of a lot of guys that uh, I used to work with that used to be their ritual to go there for trivia night and stuff. But uh, so I've been a couple of times, but I what was never a regular. But I've also been to a, a place called Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been to Twin Peaks. Too. Which, a Hooters-like establishment with a perfect name. Yeah, I've been to a Twin Peaks because there's one uh, there's one near uh, Lent Square Tower Place or whatever that's, that's in the heart of uh, Buckhead, and uh, but it didn't strike me as a Hooters-type restaurant. You know, uh, it just I I. Uh, Maybe I wasn't looking close enough at the girls or something. Maybe I just wanted to eat, and uh, but I, I did not. Uh, it just didn't didn't strike me. Although I should have guessed it, from the it, li- it lived up to its name when I went. And, and okay. the, uh, there's another there's another place that I've been to where their waitresses are even more scantily clad. Mm. Oh, well, was, tell me where. Oh <laughs> Please. I forget what it's oh, it's right down the street. I forget what it's called. It's a wing it's like a wing wing house or something. Uh but uh yeah, and I'm like, how can they get away with I mean just from like a sanitary aspect <laughs> <laughs> Well you you're afraid something you think something might flop out into I, the soup or something? <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not. I'm not. But I mean the, their their asses are like completely hanging out, and I'm like, well, wasn't this like a code thing? Like, <laughs> a health code? Yeah. Well, I didn't complain to anybody. I mean, I'm not a moron. Don't ask what the strange hair in your uh, when in your bean soup is or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, support the girls is is really a terrific movie. It's it's a little movie. It reminded me of something like from the from the eighties or something from from the time that Island Alive was doing uh, eighties yeah. movies and and uh, it was really really hey, what, sweet. What did you, what did you think yeah. of Identical Strangers? Oh, Three Identical Strangers. Okay, well, interestingly enough. Uh, I found the I found uh you know a long time ago when uh I first got the book of lists you know the uh uh the famous book from the 70s that spawned three or four sequels uh they had a, a list in there of 12 or 15 amazing examples of twins that have found each other, you know, after many years or whatever. So for me, the, the, I had already read that and learned that that was something that happened a lot. So uh, so I wasn't as imp- as amazed as the family is in the movie. The amazing thing of these guys finding each other, because they all came from the same area and were, were adopted out by the same well, and, and as the and movie so as the movie makes clear, I mean they've been, yeah. on, you know, they went on the Jenny Jones talk show circuit, and you know yeah. they told the story decades ago. I mean, yeah. for for me, it was <clears throat> there's this, the story riveting, which the story is interesting enough, but also like it's the film 
riveting. And I thought it was the one of those movies where it's the film equivalent of a Wikipedia page, where you get it, it, from the film exactly what you get reading about the story. I agree. Uh, and I thought the the film was best at the beginning when it set it up, where where he was just on camera saying, "I arrived at college, and these people they seemed like they knew me." Mm-hmm. And you know, I mm-hmm. thought that was a great way to kind of pique interest at the at the entry of the film. I agree. Uh, I, I could tell that the movie was made for television primarily because every thirty minutes they would recap what's past, uh, mm-hmm. what we've already yes. seen, and it would keep re- repeating things. And I was like, "Come on, let's move on with it. We've already seen it." And uh, so I, I think they were they put all those things in to catch people if they were flipping around during commercials and stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, I found that annoying. And uh, But the most interesting part about it is uh, when things are finally revealed, because I was just sitting there going, well, I was really sitting there seriously uh, watching it uh, at home, and I was saying, well, maybe this is some kind of experiment. So, like, this might be a nature-nurture experiment that's uh, that's uh, coming to fruition here. And of course, I was I was right. It, it is a nature-nurture experiment. I, I don't feel like I'm giving too much away by uh, saying that. And uh, that was the part that I felt uh, where the movie got more interesting. Uh, but isn't it wondered, weird how they? The, isn't it weird how they don't really even discuss the sisters? Who yes, yeah. also been part of that. No, no discussion of the sisters, and they also drop the parents of the three boys. I mean, I'm talking about the real birth parents. Uh, they just dismiss the uh, actual birth mother as just a drunk that was better forgotten. Uh, the the family just seemed to want to start suing people immediately. Uh, and uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. And uh, so, uh, and I also smell sort of a sense of, they're, uh, I think the family might be, uh, you know, I think it, it's pretty clear there's going to be a second part and a third part to the story uh, released in the theaters or whatever on television or whatever. <laughs> And uh, three identical I, movies. Yes, I think that they'll keep it going because it'll. It, I think they want it to be a cash cow for the for the family, uh, since since their since the brothers' stardom didn't work out. Uh, but I could tell the weird things were going on by just the the way. Like there was one of the brothers that wasn't interviewed very much, and I was curious why that was. I could. I could sense yeah. that something was going to happen to that brother. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't think it was very skillfully made. But uh, I, I'm sure it'll blow a lot of people away, just the story, if they don't know a, about this. But this was mm-hmm. pretty common uh, at one time when uh, there was less of a cult around uh, child rearing that seems to be going on now. And, uh, hey. Yeah. Adam, yeah, are are you are you without power? No, no, I'm 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 good at the moment. Although some people in the area are. Okay. 
right, because if you have to go or anything, because I just happen to look at my TV screen and I'm seeing severe snow and weather, and it has Charlotte right there, and I didn't realize. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. we've got about uh, eight inches of snow uh, right outside my door here. So. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's, and it's been pretty, a while since bad. you've had eight, eight inches. So, yeah, so you need to go <laughs> take care of that. Uh, just let me know. Uh, uh, boy erased. Did we talk about that last week? No, I don't believe so. Uh-uh. Okay. That's... Did you see it, Adam? Uh, I have the screening uh, screener for it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I want to. That's next on my list, I think. Well, you know, it's Joel Edgerton. Mm-hmm. Who's I guess his last movie was The Gift, right? As a as a director, he director, he yeah. directed and wrote this Which one I as well. Liked. Yeah, I loved I loved The Gift. Uh, very tense and great performances from everybody in it. He's in this one as well as uh, this is uh, Luke, the one where Luke Lucas Hedges once again our favorite troubled teen uh, gets. Uh, he's the son of. Uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, um, who is it from Gladiator? What's his name? Russell uh, yeah, Crow. Russell Crowe and their Southern uh, sort of Baptist parents that uh, are committing their son to the re-education program because uh, he was caught with a a, a guy uh, and uh, uh, sexually, and um, so. They're trying to re-educate him into being a straight, uh, straight person, and uh, of course that's not going to work. But, but they just seem to believe, and uh, it's he's got to deal with it. And uh, you know, just like just like the gift, which was kind of a horror movie in disguise, this is also very much like a horror movie in disguise. It uh, it's photographed like one, um, scored like one. And uh, Edgerton plays the the head of the program, the uh, re-education program. Uh, Flea pops up as uh, one of the guys that tries to scare the kids straight, literally. And um, he's he's of course tattooed and uh, you know uh, head shaved and everything. He's quite scary. Um, and I I found uh, I found it all very effective. I I did find it scary. Uh, uh, it's oh, it's got two three seven in it too. Uh, uh, there's a traumatic thing that happens in one of the dorm rooms, and and one of the dorm dorm rooms that happens in the the number is two three seven. So another uh, movie for my two three seven list. Um, uh, you know, isn't it odd that there, that this is the second gay conversion therapy movie this year? Yes, we'll hmm. probably see a lot more until one of them really hits and uh, really starts a controversy about them and destroys uh, people's uh, perception of them. And again, a lot it seems like a lot of these movies are not great Christmas movies. They're serious and and. <laughs> can be very very depressing, uh, but uh, I would say Beale Street is is really a good. Uh, though it's not Christmassy, I would say it, it really makes you feel good. And uh, although it's got a lot of drama in it, um, uh, but Boy Race is is very very good. Uh, 
Uh, I know you saw this one, uh, uh, Adam. Uh, this doc, and you weren't you weren't too thrilled with it. Love Gilda about uh, Gilda Rapper. I saw it. No, I didn't get to you see it. I saw it. Jamie saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And you you thought it was rather average, didn't you? Yeah, it was. It was fine. It yeah. Was, but, it, it, but it it fell on the line of the usual kind of portrait movies for me that uh-huh. I just get bored with. Mm. I uh, I I really loved it. Uh, I uh, I thought it was very very moving. A really great uh, command of the clips. Uh, I think they did a really good job of. Uh, uh, narrating her story, uh, all the all the you know star participants reading from her diaries. Um, I thought it was very well well edited, well made uh, movie. Uh, will work great on television, obviously, as most documentaries do. And uh, uh, yeah, I I really uh, wasn't expecting to love it because I didn't. You know, besides her romance with uh, with uh, Gene Wilder uh, and lots of other people, <laughs> uh, I uh, I just you know didn't think I would I would uh, uh, hook into it as much as I did. But uh, I've always been a huge. I was I'm of the age where I was up watching Saturday Night Live in the '70s and and was doing it very excitedly and. Uh, and I will always have a love for all of those cast members, and uh, so. And she was easily one of the most lovable of all of them, if not the most. And uh, uh, so, so for that reason, it, it made me feel really good. And uh, and uh, although it obviously has sadness to it, uh, it, I thought it was they had a really good command of the editing and so forth because they had to go through a lot of uh, a lot of episodes and stuff uh so i thought it was really really good yeah well the movie will be on cnn new year's eve i think or new year's day one of those mm-hmm. two so right. that would be good good place good place because it'll work well on tv another great documentary uh divide and conquer the story of roger ailes our yeah. hero this this tells you the whole story, you know, how we got here. It's not going to do any favor for, for Fat Man all around the world, cause, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, he was he was a despicable person, I think. Uh, but uh, it, this is another brilliantly edited doc. They had to go through, uh, imagine all the stuff they had to get, all the TV footage and stuff, all the news footage. Wow. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting how they're they're st- they're starting to contend with Fox News in Hollywood. I mean, they're uh-huh. making two movies about it. Uh-huh. Uh And I know Russell Russell Crowe plays Ailes in one of them, and John Lithgow plays him in another. And then they've made this documentary about him. So mm-hmm. we're going to see a lot of stuff of telling this sort uh, story. What do you guys think of Kevin Hart turning down the Oscar thing two days after it was offered because of the uh- the comments yeah. he made years ago. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I I didn't think he was a good choice for host anyway to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, um, I think he thinks he's a lot funnier than he really is. I agree. <laughs> That's my I agree. Opinion. Completely. He's a smug and all that 
stuff, and I think that he thought he was above it all, and that he could just do whatever, say whatever, and he, um, you know, the the social media frenzy uh, took a good bite out of him. The 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 thing he said was years ago, right? Because I'm in a news, yep. I'm in a complete news blackout. So I, even though I kind of heard about it, I'm sort he of said it. Yeah, he said it uh, like 2009 or something. I think. Yeah, something what was it? Can can we it repeat homoph- it here? It was a it was a ho- it was a homophobic comment. Like he would he absolutely wouldn't want his child to be gay. Uh, speaking of boy erased, um, yeah, you know, and he he talked he tried to talk him out of it, but. Uh, uh, and he got a lot of flack for it. He apologized, and he said he apologized several times, and he refused to apologize again uh, at the academy's urging because he's already been there and done that. He's he's passed it. He said, "Yeah, you know." And I think that I think that Kevin Hart could bring in viewers, which is ultimately well, the that is only true. thing the academy really worries about. Uh, there are plenty of people who can bring in viewers for sure. I mean, bring back uh, bring back uh, Ellen. She's fine. I think she's a fine host. Yeah, but but the past the past few years, and I think that Ellen was great. I think Jimmy Kimmel's been great. Yeah. The past few years, every single year, it's decreased in ratings, and they they prescribe that to well, if we load it up with a with a movie star that's also very funny, and you know, it'll save it. And I don't think that's the recipe. I think by and large, the host is irrelevant to the. Whole, I do too. To the whole. I- you know what I've been saying is that he should go back to no host, no host, save some time, no monologue, just get right into it, like the like the uh, SAG Awards does, whatever, and just forget about the forget about a guy sitting up there for twenty minutes saying, "Okay, Baba, we're just gonna we're gonna sit here and talk about the year. Let's just move on, you know. Mm-hmm. Stay, save twenty minutes." And now we can yeah. get the uh, all the awards in <laughs> instead of cutting the awards out and having somebody who doesn't really do Oscar movies up there taking up the time. So good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. They used to, I mean, I, I I don't I don't have necessarily a problem with Kevin Hart as opposed to anybody else. I I, I don't think he makes me laugh very much. I can't. I know that I've seen one of his comedy concerts, but it didn't stick in my mind. But somebody that always makes me laugh, who I think is one of the most brilliant stand-ups ever, is Chris Rock, and and his performance at the Oscars yeah. to me was irrelevant. You know? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That's a good point. And the uh, and the irony of this whole thing is, you know, this is the same Academy that nominated Mel Gibson just last year. Right. Um, yep. And that's what that's a lot true. of a lot of people brought up. But mm-hmm. it is it is something that society will have to reckon with. Mm-hmm. At, yeah. at what point? Do you accept an apology and and move on, mm-hmm. or are you just out for blood no matter what? Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. Yeah.